God willing, next week by this time, the whole place is overflown with people. Only three people said amen for that. Chapel leaders, I hope you are working because we are going to count one by one every chapel. One by one, we are serious. Every chapel is bringing 50 people, 50. Because we are believing God that next week we shall have 1,000 people gathered here. And as we are sitting down here, we are about 300. We are about 300 people gathered here now. So if everybody bring three people, three, everybody who is sitting down here, your assignment is that this week, Sunday when you come to church, at least minimum, you can bring 20, 50, 100, whatever. Every single person here, there might be a fruit of three souls following you here. Ask the neighbor, do you understand what the reverend is saying? Yes. Hallelujah. Our memory scripture for today says that you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. John chapter 15 verse 16. That's a memory scripture. We will, say, tell, we will learn it next, when we, we are finished. But he said that, and I have asked you to go and bring forth your fruit and that your fruit must remain. Hallelujah. So that whatsoever that you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So, many of us, our prayers are linked with the souls we bring to the church. If you don't bring a soul to the Lord, oh, God will not listen to every prayer you pray. This is a scripture. When your fruit remains, then whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So, that is why we say, in this church, we have known by revelation of God that our prosperity is linked to soul winning. Because the family have realized that the way they prosper. Some people they say cocoa or ton cocoa, none the barber ton cocoa, none the nan barber ton cocoa. Cocoa, cocoa, sir, they almost dying. You may think there is no money in cocoa. You don't know it, but those who are in, they know why they, they, they. I know people have bought houses with cocoa and renting to millionaires to collect rent from them. Bible says, in all labor, there is profit. So for this church, we know that this Jesus, you have not, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring fruit. Hallelujah. Go and do what? Bring. So, the whole of this week, God will in next week, we are believing God. If you come here, listen, and you don't bring any soul to, to God, don't look, don't, 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 don't think that I am the one going to, God is, has, is using me to tell you to bring. And if you don't bring, you have been disobedient to God. You, you can't expect God to also do, do something for you. you. You can't force, he said, this is how I bless my people. Bring forth fruit. If you bring forth fruit to me, then you ask and my father will give it to you. But you say you won't be interested in that. You stay there. We will be doing the work and we will see where your life will end up to. So I'm charging everybody here. If you can bring bus of 100 people, bring them. Because some of you, where you live, 
Eh? Ricky, where you live, you can bus people, not only train, bus. 50, 100. Organize, go, go around, spend time, and go around your area and gather all those people who are there and bring them to church. Nobody is exempted. Old and young. That if you are an old man here, that your colleague old men, they are sitting at home Sunday, they don't go to church, bring them. Everybody must bring a soul. Do you understand? Ask your neighbor, do you understand what reverence say? Hold the person's ear and say, do you understand what reverence say? Say, would you do it or you will disobey the voice of God? Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10. So, I am teaching you the words of Christ that will help you to do this evangelism very well and you will get results. If you, uh, last week, what did I preach about? Last two weeks, I preached about what? Only one thing is needful. If that message, you took it, by this side, you have many people following you. Then last week, we preached about what? Remember lost wife. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you can think about the message I preached to you and you will listen to it carefully, rather that you will not be interested. Some of you are whose one feet is in the church and one feet is still sinning. You are dead already if you don't know. You can't see anything from God. And there are many Christians who are like that. So we are pulling them out of the world to another place. Today we are studying about Luke chapter the same look where we studied on the first day. Luke chapter 10, verse number 25. Luke chapter 10, 25. Luke chapter 10, 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up, tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to have everlasting life? Hallelujah. We know John 3 says, is not true? For God so loved the world, and he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, so we hear, free him, who free him, who be bear or begging, you know, so we know this scripture all right but Bible said that there was a, a lawyer who came to Jesus Christ said, this eternal life how do I have this eternal life hallelujah what shall I do I know when I believe in Jesus I will have the eternal life but is that all what shall I do and that should be a question for every one of you what shall I do? Not what shall I come and hear. Do. The doing of God's will is what gives you access into his kingdom and his, your, his, your blessings for your life. Hallelujah. So everybody must know that there is something to do before you enter into the blessings of God. So if you don't do when we are, you come to church, you tell to do something and you don't do, it means that you are the one who is cutting yourself from the flow of God's blessing to your life. Oh, yes. I've been a pastor here. 
The people who take the teachings, look, when I stand here, don't think that I am the one speaking. It's the Holy Spirit who is speaking to all of us. Me, I listen to the message after I've preached. Yes. Because I'm not the one speaking. It's the church. And the church is the house of God. And the house of God is the voice of God, which is through the Holy Spirit that we hear the things that we hear. So, take it serious. What shall I do? What shall I do? There is a doing part of ministry. You have to do. If you are not willing to do something for God, God will not also be interested in about your life. It is a covenant of God. When God wanted to bless Abraham, he said, Abraham, he said, yes, he said, take your son. Take your only begotten son that you love and come and sacrifice him. You see, you would have said that God, you are a very wicked God. How I struggle to get this small boy and you say I should kill him. But you see, God, he said, he, Bible says, and Abraham just obeyed God. And he took his son. And as he was about to kill the son, God said, now I know that you fear me. Don't kill your child. There is a, there is a, a, a what do you call it for you? Use it to kill But the Lord said, because you have done this thing, you have done, you have done, because you have done. Genesis chapter 22 verse 50 said, because you have done these things. So, God was looking to see Abraham's faith manifested by working according to his commandment. Do you understand? And it didn't go on. Send your tear. Yes, Christo, one man, no, the dick, I said, copy me, sir. Oh, my, obey, we are, what's it? Yeah, woo. See, Papa said, woo. Are you sure I should go and I said, die? That's my commandment for you. If you want me to give you the glory and honor, even Christ, he did something for his father. What shall I do to enter into this eternal life? So, ladies and gentlemen, anyone who is lazy in not doing anything for God, I can assure you that your prayers will not be answered. Yes. God is not a fool. You think that you can just deceive yourself and create it and then later you expect the same God to bless you. No. That's why I said that. I bless my servants, people who serve me. What did So, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord is going to bless us and prosper. We'll be more than we can carry blessings coming. But it's for those who do. Hallelujah. What can I shall I do? What shall I do? So you do, there is something you can do. A lawyer came to Jesus and said, what shall I do? I want to enter this kingdom you're talking about, but there is something I have to do. Yes. You have to do something for God in this church. Hallelujah. That is why we are giving you a commission. Whether you came here today your first time or today your last time, don't worry. You must do what we are telling you and the Lord will bless you. Say amen for that. Amen. Yes. So next week, even if you came to visit somebody, next week, you yourself, too, you are coming and bring the souls. After that, next week, you can go to wherever you came from. But now, you are part of the commission. Say amen for that. Amen. And then now, listen to, listen, to, listen to what Jesus Christ said to him. That he want to enter heaven, want to have eternal life, want God to bless you. Okay. Then the next verse. And he said unto him, what is written in the law? 
How readeth it? And listen to him. The next verse. He answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all some of your hearts. Reserve some of your heart for Jobububu and give God also another part of the heart. Eh? Reserve some of your heart for politics and then you use small one for God. Thou shalt love the Lord with all your hearts. Wow. And then with all, all your soul, all your strength. Strength. Somebody says strength. Strength. So when you see young people here dancing for God, they are using their strength to show their love to God. So when we are young man here, you are not using your strength. What Baba Tinasi, I branded to say, Wahu, what dear way, one me pra, one me pish pish and kuna, one me bojeta, one me bosom ku, one me tonum, one me ari. He, I want your town, Munina, what the Batanas or the Buya and Azade, I want in the coy. Hey, Yanko Pombofu. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You love the Lord with your strength. This is a time for you to go out and evangelize. Some of them evangelize. Some people, they cannot go far. But you are a young person, you can go far. Some of you might be full-time pastor, go to Bible school and become a missionary. And go and preach to a nation that, that you don't know. But God is sending you there. Hallelujah. Your strength. You see, when you are a young person and you don't use your strength to God, to serve God, the Satan will give you something to use your strength for. Yes. You see that you become like goat. Good. Anything you see, you are chasing. You will, you will misuse your strength. And when you are old, you see that all the energy you dissipated when you were young, now those diseases that you accumulated, which has been there waiting for you, see that, oh, now, yes. Oh, oh, so, so, because the energy that you have reserved to serve God, you misuse it. You see certain kind of STDs. As you are growing, they keep coming. See, when you do it, when you are young, you may not know it, the implication, but as you are getting older, you realize that these negative things you use, drinking, smoking, they keep, they, they, their effects begin to come. And that's how many people's life get shortened. But your life will not be shortened because you are going to use your strength, your strength to serve the Lord. Say amen for that. With all your mind, your mind, and with and then, love your neighbor as what? Yourself. Say yourself. Yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. So Jesus told him, that's a perfect answer. See, Jesus says, what is written in the law? And a very good student know how to chew and pour. So he said, he quoted everything the law said. And then Jesus said, the next verse, verse 28, he said unto him, you have passed the exams. Exams, if it's just by the, the law, the, the syllables, based upon what you have written, based on what you have said, you have passed it. But you see, there's a difference between knowing what is written and doing what is written. I say it again. There is a difference between what? Knowing what is written and doing what is written. Now, this is the area where many Christians fall short. 
Because we know. We all know that if you pay tight, it's a good thing. Isn't that true? Now percent. Okay, next next month. So you see, that you know it, but you don't do it. And the Bible said that he that heareth man say and do it is the one that is blessed. Hallelujah. So he said, You are right. Many of us, if we say, What is the screen? What, 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 what is Anakazo? You can give me 15 points of Anakazo right now. Because you have But do you do Anakazo? So the love that Jesus is saying that if you love me, do my commandments. How many love Jesus Christ? Oh, may you do what he likes you to do for him. He said, that has answered right. This, see, have you seen what Jesus has said? This what? Do. You know it. It's good you know it. But do you do it? This do, and thou shall live and have eternal life. Hallelujah. I like this story so much. That's why I'm taking my time to share. And the man, see, the next verse, watch. And he, the lawyer, willing to justify himself that, oh, I saw heaven there. Because they heaven there. I know it. And I'm going straight. Justify himself. I think he was not too short, but the neighbor there. Say, I mean, neighbor there. Okay. What is, then he said, what is neighbor? Now you say neighbor. What is neighbor? But I, I know that for the law, I know. But the last one is love your neighbor as yourself. When I look around, of course, I don't, I'm not fighting with anybody in the choir. There's nobody I fight with in my family where I'm cool. Everybody, so I think I am genuine. How many have this mind now that you think that based upon the little scriptures you know, you are a, a good Christian? Yes. When you think based upon the knowledge of God. You don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't fight. So, based upon the law, you know that you are Jesus. But Bible said, just for you said that, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Hallelujah. Now listen to what Jesus Christ has explained to him. He said, and Jesus answering said unto him, now, instead of Jesus Christ telling him who a neighbor is, he told him a story <laughs> for him to judge who is a neighbor. Because sometimes it is good to give an illustration of a matter so that when you, explain, you, you ask a question, they will understand what you are trying to say. Jesus is a good teacher. All teachers here learn from Jesus Christ how to teach. It's not everything you give yes or no answer, question. But just give demonstration. By the time you finish the demonstration, the person understands what you are trying to tell me. Amen. So he said, a certain man, watch, listen carefully. I know many of you know this story from uh, Sunday school, but we are not doing Sunday school teaching here. Please, I beg you. Open your spirit and receive what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Because you understand the foundation is, what must I do to enter the kingdom of God? So we are here to seek for the kingdom of God. It's not true. To have eternal life. It's not true. To have the blessing of God. It's not true. And God said, love your neighbor. I said, love God and love your neighbor. These are the two laws. If you can do it, you are passed. 
But now we need to understand who is a neighbor. So Jesus Christ now going for the center. There was a certain man who went down. Can you understand that? The Bible says he did what? He went down. He went down from where? Jerusalem to Jericho. Now it is important for everybody to understand what is Jesus Christ is trying to paint. Yeah, Jesus Christ up, 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 picture now open. Or see, Ben may be free. You see, so we need the geography of Israel. Why do you mean by from Jem, uh, what do you call it? Jerusalem to Jericho. Because we will be able to free and crack or cast what they been to this. Jerusalem is on the high ground. It's high and the most beautiful city in, in Israel. Jerusalem is a great, Jerusalem is a place where God's presence in Psalm 122. Remember the, the scripture? I was glad when they said unto me, huh? Are you writing a scripture? Are you reading a scripture? I'm sure you, Bible says he went down, down. Jerusalem is high and Jericho is down. Do you understand? So he went down from Jerusalem. It's a, you don't need to know, it's a parable. Jesus Christ is telling stories. And in parables, we use what we call similes and metaphors. If you, if you have done English before, that kind of things. Don't worry. But you use something to represent something when you are telling a story. So Jesus Christ was painting a picture that this man, in, in, can you bring uh, some, some 122? Some 122. I'm trying to explain Jerusalem and Jericho. Bible said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Can you see it? The next verse. Our feet shall stand within the gates of where? Jerusalem. So you can see that the psalmist is saying that the Jerusalem we are talking about is the church. The church. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to where? The house of the Lord. Jerusalem. We are pleased to stand on the feet of Jerusalem. And so in verse, verse number, I think six or so, he said that, uh, uh, Jerusalem is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a city compact. Jerusalem is a city compact. No, look at that. Verse what? Verse 3. Verse 3. Go to verse 3. Jerusalem is a what? Verse 3. It's built up as a city compact together. Are you understand what I'm saying? Listen, so a church it represents Jerusalem. The presence of God represents Jerusalem. And so the people who are in church have a certain kind of divine protection, certain kind of divine favor, certain kind of blessing, certain kind of grace, certain kind of anointing. There is a certain kind of God's presence in Jerusalem. That is why anytime the Jews are gathering in Jerusalem, everybody's excited that I am glad oh, we are going to Jerusalem. We are going to Jerusalem. And the psalmist said that Jerusalem is the house I was glad when he said, Let us go to the house of God. So now, the house of God represents Jerusalem, where it is built together as a city. There is a, there is a wall ar around the whole city. It's different from other, other, other places. Jericho is an open place. There's no protection in Jericho. 
There is nothing there. In fact, the people living in Jericho now, they are not even Jews. They are Arabs, Palestinians. So the Bible is explaining something here. Jesus says that, that sometimes people will be in the glory of the presence of God, but in their foolishness and in the lust of their flesh, they descend down because of a little sin. They descend down from the house of God, where the goodness of God is, and they choose to go back into the world. And immediately they do that. Bible said, as they went down, Today, as the Lord has placed you in the height of his glory in Jerusalem, may your heart never desire to go down anymore. Nobody is going down anymore. I said, nobody is going down anymore. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I am not going down. I am in Jerusalem, a city built by God, a place of blessing, a place of security around my life. I will not descend myself. See, many people descend their, their, their life's blessings by going down to where they came from. I tell you, it's so painful. People, that's why people don't know the value of a church. They don't know the value. A place where God's presence, a place God's divine protection, a place where God has set a strong wall around us. Look, when I came here, they told me that as for you, it will not survive because there is a demon here. This, this, this school, there was a small water here. They said the demon, they are that's how they come and play and watch themselves so we, we cannot survive. And I told them that if God sent me here, then we will see whether God will take over and sack them or the people will sack us. There was a politician who lived here. He broke Pentecost. Their church were here. He organized for them to destroy Pentecost. Many times when we are having it all night and say, you, you come here, gun, gun gun and stand here trying to shoot me as we are doing. But you see, what did you know that there is a security all around us? That is why we have survived over time because there is a divine protection. As long as you are in this place, as long as you are standing in Jerusalem, you are standing on the feet of the gate of Jerusalem, your life is secured. Your destiny is prepared for prosperity for God knows what he does when he comes to Jerusalem. So Jesus said, this man decided to leave Jerusalem and go to Jericho. And that is where his problem started. The next verse. Watch it. And when he decided to disappear, he fell among thieves. John 10, 10, Bible says what? The thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief represents Satan and his forces that are waiting. Be just, uh, just as you leave the gate of Jerusalem, the thieves, the demons, the witches in your family, they are waiting for you to leave Jerusalem because they are not asked for Jerusalem. No, they cannot enter because there is a divine security around Jerusalem. And so when the guy left, I think the, 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 the demons were just waiting. So immediately he moved out of the gates of the Jerusalem door. The demons said, we have been waiting for it for far too long. And that's the Bible said that, look at it. The thieves, they strip him of his raiment. They strip him of his raiment. You know, raiment is a dress. When you are in the house of God, the Lord covers you with a robe of righteousness. And he keeps you by the garment of his salvation. There's a scripture in Isaiah 
chapter, I think, 59. Isaiah chapter 59. Let me pick and check. Isaiah. Am I preaching somebody over here today? Are you here enjoying the preaching of the Lord? Watch it. In Isaiah chapter number, where is it? Isaiah chapter number 61. 61. Watch it. Verse 10. He says that, and I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, for he has done what? Clothe me. Clothe me. With what? Garments of salvation. Salvation. When you are in Jerusalem, when you are in the house of God, that God put a garment of salvation. That is why salvation is the first thing you need to have before you enter into the kingdom of God. Anybody without salvation, except a man be born, he cannot enter into the Jerusalem where God's children are. In Revelation, said, and I saw those who were wearing white robes. I said, "Who are these?" He said, "These are those who have wore themselves in the in the blood, and their robes, they have wore their robes in the blood, and so the robes are white. Everybody wears white garment of righteousness, garment of uh, salvation." He has covered me with the robe of righteousness and he has, he has, he has what? clothed me with a garment of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of what? Righteousness. See, when you were in church, you teach you how to be a righteous person. And as you live those things, it is difficult for Satan or witches and wizards to attack you. Hallelujah. But the day you throw away your righteousness, you have removed your dress spiritually. So, for the demons to attack, the thieves to attack, the first thing they have to do is that they want to remove this garment because as long as the person is wearing this garment, we cannot get him. As long as you are righteous and serving God in his house, I prophesied to you, witches will plan against you, demons will plan against you. Bible said they shall gather but not with me, and they shall make arrows and throws and this thing try to kill you. But I declare unto you that no weapon, no weapon that will be fashioned against you shall prosper as long as you are wearing the robe of righteousness and the garment of salvation. So the devil is good in helping you to remove that dress. So, as you go to your boyfriend, your beloved, a man who is proposing to marry you, and then he says, let's have sex, and then you remove the garment of righteousness and holiness. That is where demons start entering into your life. Because you, are, you have chosen to remove the garments. The devil can never attack you. That's because a sick he fed the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you can wear the robe of righteousness, no thief can destroy your life. So Jesus said, uh, the man immediately he left Jerusalem. Do you know that some people immediately they leave church? Somebody offered the leader says, from that day you see that your even your interest in sin become more because the robe of righteousness that is keeping you from sin has been removed. So you see that if it's drinking that you came out of it, when you you go back you drink more than you used to drink. 
If it's stealing that you used to do before you came to church, you became a Christian. When you backslide, you become more drunker than before. If you used to follow people's husbands, and immediately you get it out of the house of God, where the teachings is no more righteousness, but the teachings over the world is how many, how, how, how rounds are your body? How, how many rounds do you have? So you see nice, beautiful girls God has created selling their bodies in the internet. Because see, the garment of righteousness has been removed. But you shall continue to wear your garment of righteousness. Hallelujah. Are you here or go home? We have not started teaching about the thing. I'm explaining the story to you first. When you get the story, then you understand what Jesus Christ means when he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. He departed. And Bible says, they stripped him, they wounded him, depart, and leaving him half dead. Half dead. Take it from me that every unbeliever, no matter who he is, no matter how educated he is, no matter how rich he is, he's a half dead person. What is Yes. You were once the same. I was once the same. We were half dead. Because you had You were half dead. But why are you sitting down here? Because somebody came to you in the midst of your half dead situation. Somebody came to you and saw your state and said, No, if I can do something. To help you, I will do it. So, Bible says, then came a priest, and when the priest saw him, he turned the other way. A Levite came, he looked at him, and he also turned another way. And his cultural enemy, cultural enemy, that means that a Jew. And Samaritans, we don't flow. So even if I see a Jew suffering, I should rather have been encouraged to make him die more. Some of us, we allow our traditions, our tribes, our educational status to create classes. So when you see somebody who is in need, the first person in Ghana. When somebody is in the first person, they, they ask, are you MPP or NDC? If you're NDC, okay. If you're MPP, okay. As if we eat NDC or we, we breathe MPP. So people live by this kind of... So Jesus says that there was this man who even didn't, they, don't, they, they don't agree. But when he saw him, are you there? He, where he came where he was. He came where he was. A needy person needs somebody to come where he is. There are people out there who, as we are talking, they used to come to church, but they are no more coming to church. Unless we go where they are, they will continue to be dying. But you are happy sitting in church. You want to go to heaven. You want to be blessed. And then there is a neighbor just by your door side, by your window side, by your area, 
Who wanted someone to come to where he is? I'm explaining love your neighbor as yourself. To love your neighbor as yourself is to go where somebody is suffering. Somebody who needs what you have. He's waiting for someone to come and tell me that there is a good church in Sampa Valley. Let us go. If we don't go where they are and we sit down thinking that they will come, the church can never grow. And the people will die in their sins. If we say we love God, Israel, then you need to stop whatever that you are doing and go where your friend who doesn't go to church lives. And then invite him and say that Sunday we are doing souling service, a great salvation Sunday. What I've tested and I know my life has been good. Come and see. What are you two? There's a place that for that. He went where he was and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Now, one of the things we need to know to be able to win people to Christ is that don't condemn people. When you see people have committed sin, don't condemn them. Men condemn them. Have compassion on him. Knowing that he doesn't know what you know. But some of us, we find it difficult because, ah, Yes, there's a brother here. I told you that they are feeding Jesus Bazaar. And I'm so, yeah, I had time to talk to him. He was drunk. He was drunk when I met him. But I had time as we were talking, he was blowing fuse on me. But you see, I didn't condemn him. I had compassion on him. That if only my God can touch this person, he can be changed to become a better person. Today, as I'm speaking, he's sitting down here in church. No fuse no blowing of drink. I had compassion. Compassion. Don't condemn people. You were not condemned. How do you want to condemn people? Jesus told the woman, said that, woman, have those who accuse you condemn you? He said, nobody. He said, nobody. Me too. I'm not here to condemn you. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn but that the world through him might be saved. May you too become the son of God. That through you, a certain drunkard, a certain smoker, a certain arm robber can be converted to the house of God. Because all of them are the children of God. Somebody say amen for that. To become like us, you to love your neighbor as yourself. Because you too you used to be a drunkard. Don't pretend that you were an angel descended from heaven. It has taken the grace of God to make you who you are. Why don't you extend the same grace to somebody out there and tell the person that the God who changed me, he can also change you. I know you are half dead, but 
But I know that if the Lord comes in, he will bring life. For he came to give life and give abundant life. All that you need to know this Jesus. Because when I also didn't know him, I was half dead. Somebody came to me. Somebody spoke to me. Somebody came near me. And somebody heard my cry and said, let us go to the house of God. Let us go to the house of God. Let us go to Jerusalem. And when I follow him and I came to the house of God, my life has seen a change. Kalima Sabayando Rimaka. Your neighbor as yourself. You want to go to heaven, but you don't want somebody else to go to heaven. You don't care for people. You don't care people are dying. You don't care people are suffering. People need the word of God. One of the things that is dry in our system, the true word of God. Many men of God are cheating people for money because of, they don't understand the knowledge of God. But we have the true word of God in this house. If you are sincere, you will know that the house of this house is a house that the Lord has used to transform the lives of many. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. If you he says, if you say you want to go to heaven, this is what you have to do and show that you, you are fulfilling scripture. You are fulfilling the commandment of God when you show compassion. To a sick person, to a needy person, to a poor person, to a drunkard somewhere, to a sick person, to a hungry person. Some of you, somebody ask you for uh, they be lift, you just drive around. You also used to kill Trotro. You're forgotten about that. Oh, where I'm going, you see, you'll be disturbing me. Yes, see it. He had compassion on him. Number three, what happened? He didn't do. Move on. He went to him and bound his wounds. He bound his wounds. You love your neighbor as yourself. Bind the wounds of that person. Show commitment. Care. Show a little love. Show a little kindness. He went to bind. There is something that is killing the person. If you can stop the flow, the person can come back to life again. He bound the wounds. Some people are wounded. Their marriages are destroyed. Their lives have become destroyed. They, don't, they are confused. Some people even want to commit, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, suicide. But maybe God will use you. That when you speak, the Bible says the Lord has given the tongue of the land that I will know how to speak the word in season to those who are, who are in trouble. God has chosen you. I said God has appointed you. If you love him, show that love and care and compassion for that brother. Every day you see him passing in front of you that you can see this guy is a very, he's a weak smoker. Yes, but what have you done? You are the lights. If you don't shine in the community, everybody will be in darkness. That's how God brought you here. That's how God has made you. He said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. And I have ordained you. Now go and bring the people. They are sick, bring them. They are weak, bring them. They are drunkard, bring them. They are, they are troubled, bring them. They are confused, bring them. It is my duty when you bring the Bible said that. And he took care of you. He brought him to where? And he brought him to an inn. He set him on his wheel. What do you call? He 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 burned his wheel, pouring his oil and his wine. Let me tell you, ministry is not joke. To serve God, you need to spend something, spend money for people, love people. If if you love people, you spend money on them. You spend your oil, you spend your wine on people. Yes, some people they are not unless you feed them, they won't follow you. Even Jesus Christ feed five thousand before some of them followed him. That is why God has given you a good job. 
So when you take salary and then you say, oh man, I'm going to buy my salary. If I buy, I can't buy cement. It's true that you are bought it. But somebody's in need. You, are, you, you go to lunch and you spend 100 Ghana for lunch. Somebody needs 100 Ghana to start a business in the church. He did 100 Ghana cities. Somebody need 500. Last Sunday, somebody was telling me, I need 500 cities. To, that's my opening capital. If I get it, I will start with my own business. 500 Ghana cities. But you go, and by the time you come out of saloon, Mrs. Quest, 500 Ghana cities have been put upon your head. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. Ask yourself. Love your neighbor. Instead of using the money for accumulation of many things that you have that you are not maybe using, if you extend it a little to somebody else, that would be the person's whole beginning of life. He poured the oil. He put him on the, his beasts. A wounded person, you can see the inconvenient. First of all, he's wasting his time. Yes. But how to spare my work and come and visit. Because when I come to you and I speak to you, you are encouraged, you are strengthened. You, you were half dead, but by the time I'm off from you, you have come alive again. Are you here? This is what it means to love your neighbor. Doris, ask yourself. He brought him in. Many people, you may not be able to change them. That is why the psalmist said, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. Because see, the house of the Lord, there is a presence of God here. You try and do your part by bringing the person to this inn. Once the person entered this inn, there is an anointing of the Lord upon the prophet and the, the pastor of the house. That by the time he's done with his preaching, the person will stand and come and give his life to Christ. So your duty, that is why this Sunday, I am looking forward to see how many people of us are you bringing them to the inn? To the inn. How many people, if you say you love God and you want to go to heaven and have eternal life, how many wounded people, sick people, troubled people, confused people, wretched people, drunkards, sinners, are you bringing them in? Bring them in. When you bring them in, leave it with the doctor of the house. Jesus is the doctor of his house. Once you bring the person to the house of God, even if it's half dead, the Lord has a way to bring life into that person. And through you, God will save somebody's life. Somebody's marriage will be saved. Somebody's future will be saved. Somebody's destiny will be saved. Because you play the role by just bringing the person in. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of voice. I want to look at my time. I'm out of it. I'm charging everybody. Jesus is saying, you love me? You love me? You want to go to eternal life? Eternal life? He told him, what the final, he said, he told her, 
when he, let's, let me, let me, let me, give me two, five minutes, let me conclude. And then he says what? And he brought him to the inn. And he said, take care of him. The next verse, quickly, 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 I'll close it. And the morrow when I depart, he departed, he took two pence and gave them to the host and said, take care of him. And whatsoever that spending more, when I come again, I'll repay. The next verse, we are concluding. Now, Jesus asked the man, which now of these three the priest who came and saw him and he passed by. The brother who saw people in need in your area that you, you left them, that you are coming to church, so we don't have time for them. The one, a Levite, who said, I'm a quarrel, I have to go for quarrel. So see, there is a quarrel, so I have to be there quickly. So you saw the need and you just left. Or the Samaritan who didn't have any relationship. A soul is a soul and it's precious to God. It doesn't need to be an Aigwe person because you are an Aigwe person. That's why we are bringing Aigwe people in church. It doesn't need to be a Sante because you are a Sante. That's why we are only going to witness only a Sanchez. And this family that here, they are MPP people. For me to have no MPP. So I will not even go there to talk to them. Don't bring this thing in the kingdom of God. Jesus said, which one of these do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell by the thieves? And then what did happen? And he said, now the lawyer is confessing. He said, he said what? He that had compassion on him. Now watch the last thing Jesus Christ said. If you know that the one who has compassion is the one who, is the, who has shown neighborliness. Then do what? Go and do likewise. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord sent me to speak to every one of you. If you say you want to have eternal life, if you say you want to be blessed by God, what does the Lord say? Love the Lord your God okay and your neighbor who is my neighbor your neighbor is the one staying around your area who is going through difficulties challenges of life and you didn't care to show a little kindness you never bothered to bring the person to church you know there is this young girl in numbers second uh, Kings chapter five who told the woman if only this my master is in jerusalem in samaria you will meet a prophet and all the problem will be gone. Let me tell you, there's a prophet of the spirit of God here. All that you have to do, bring the person. There's a power of God to touch the person. And when Naaman came, he experienced his miracle. May the Lord use you to also bring somebody to the inn. Let it be said of you that you were a very good Samaritan. The description of what a good neighbor is. Let it be said of you, Baba. That the people, you know, Job, many of you don't know the purpose of prosperity. Job 29, he said that I, 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 when, I was, when I was rich those days, I was eye to the blind. When widows saw me, they were happy. When people who were in need found me, they were excited. Job chapter 29. You see, you see, the essence of your salvation or your prosperity 
is to make impacts in the lives of as many people as around you. Don't be a selfish Christian. Many of you know that I'm a very good pastor, but never have you even recommended me to anything that you know that they need a man of God to do it. You will not even think about the person. So, this is my co-worker. If I can bring him to Reverend to lay his hand on, something will happen to you. You don't believe. But it's only, uh, the Bible said that they love me by their mouths. By their hearts. Are far from me. We believe in Bishop that somebody the Lord has used him to raise dead, two dead. One was Colombia this week in Namibia. It's like if your name doesn't have the beer or mea, we can't have a um, and we still, even we who are called lighter, we don't believe him. We don't read his books. We don't listen to his messages. We don't follow him. Others are following and catching anointing and becoming great. The Lord brought you here to equip you and say, you have not called me. I have called you and I've ordained you that go and bring. I'm believing you that God, that this message that you have heard, your eyes are already misosu. Your eyes are scanning on some few people in your area. Because Jesus said, go and do likewise. So anybody who does not bring somebody to church on Sunday, you are being a disobedient person to Jesus Christ. You are, you are become a, a stubborn person. And as you become a stubborn person, God sees you that you are a witchcraft. He will not bless you. But if you want to see, if you want to see the glory of God, Sunday, your area, you are mobilizing a bus full of young boys and girls and bringing them to the house of God. And when you do that, the blessings of the Lord. Today, you see, it was inconvenience when he, the man was doing it. But today, it's a memorial to his credit. Many people were rich. Many people were prosperous, but those who they never show compassion to the needy, their names were never recorded in the history of Today, the Lord is giving you a chance. Your name shall be recorded in the history of this church. Heaven will record your contribution. I said, heaven will record your contribution. The little inconvenience you went through to bring somebody to the end, it shall stand for you in the memory of heaven. And every time you pray to God, God will say, yes, you are that good Samaritan that brought souls to me and I'm ready to answer your prayer. May the Lord bless you and prosper you and make you a great person in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand to your feet, everybody, and pray.